A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here are very simple. We can discuss as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage, where in developing the movie idea, there'll be no need for a script, no need for a director, no need for a cast, no need for a best boy. All we need are some simple prompts that we can enter into the incredibly sophisticated and convincing emerging AI video tools. I'm Joel, a man who puts the spaghetti into Will Smith's mouth, and across from me is John Harris, the first man to create an AI video guide to the consumption of ethical escargot. Hello, John. Snails in bio. Snails in bio. That's good stuff. And John, it's not just us two here at the Dream Factory today. We are joined by a very special guest. We're honoured to be joined by the digital editor-in-chief of Empire, host of the Pilot TV podcast, and colleague of such lethal cunning on the Empire podcast. At a great big nerve, it's James Dyer. Hello, James. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm just about hanging in here. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> it's all Fantastic. good. It's all good. It's, uh, it's a week in which I saw Dune. So, so as you can imagine, I'm in a very fragile emotional state. We, wow. We get to be it's over a big the edge. Week. Yep. That is a big week. James, I, I kind of briefly alluded to it into my introduction. Do you think AI is going to be the death of film? How convinced are you by uh, videos of Will Smith eating spaghetti? I think like it might that. be the death of all of us, literally, rather than just <laughs> true, film. Very true, very so, true. So, uh, I mean, who knows? We've all seen uh, the various Terminator films, so I think we all know what's in store. Uh, I mean, who knows? I must admit, the kind of the AI-generated video stuff I've seen, uh, certainly the new generation of it, which doesn't... I mean, it, it still has, shall we say, hand issues, finger issues. Mm-hmm. It has difficulty counting digits, which seems fairly basic, but apparently is a problem for computers. But other than that, it's quite impressive, the stuff that it comes up with. I don't know how much time you guys spend on TikTok, but there's quite an extraordinary amount of like face swapping and fake mm. videos that go around on there. And they are kind of indistinguishable. So I don't know. Are we staring into the abyss? Probably. A little bit. It's interesting, isn't it, that hands are such a problem. Like hands have been a problem for animators since the dawn of animating. What is it about hands? I, it's fascinating i don't know they're like spiders Um, they have lots of little bits that move independently ah right that makes sense the only ai tiktok stuff i see which probably says more about my algorithm than anything else is sort of videos of maybe toad from super mario singing pop songs (laughs) which which doesn't feel like the end of us all it feels actually pretty pretty good i mostly get homer singing yeah homer homer's there as well he's a A beautiful rendition of creep by radiohead i heard the other day (laughs) just the other day Right, shall I pitch a movie idea from one of the listeners? Yes, please. This one is from Tony. Mr. and Mrs. Stiff. Brad and Angelina are assassins who don't realise until much later in life when arthritis starts to kick in. 
geriatric assassins. This feels like a spin-off of Red. Did you guys ever watch Red? Of course. Retired, extremely dangerous. Uh, so I feel we've covered this ground before, but so two very beautiful retired assassins with arthritis hobbling their way from one hit to another. Would watch? Possibly. Would would watch. I immediately envisioned maybe they are they've grown old, they're both in the same care facility. Maybe they're visited by three somebody ghosts from their form for, they're visited <laughs> by three ghosts. They're visited by someone from their former agency and that's when the big reveal happens that they were working against each other. It was a double agent thing the entire time, but that realization doesn't happen until they're eighty five and they then have to utilize everything within the care home to bring each other down. Is, what would they be throwing? Like what? Like Zimmer frames, vases. What else you get? It's a pretty home? Zimmer frame. It's a pretty Zimmer. I mean, there's a lot. Of, surely there's a lot of syringes and drugs flying around. You could probably knock up chloroform in a care home quicker than almost anywhere else. <laughs> I would imagine, for the record. The Stannis airlift chase is incredible. Oh yes, blockbuster cinema. Twenty minute chase sequence. <laughs> We're talking like the one in Gremlins, like properly like sabotaged chairlift. So it goes <laughs> flying off the rail at the end catapulting someone out of a window into the snow. Yes, that's it, right? You hack the stair lift. Angelina Jolie flies up the stairs at 200 miles an hour and onto the lawn. Perfect. There's going to be... Look, this is, these are two very wealthy people. It's going to be a pretty exclusive large care home facility. There's going to be a golf course. So we've got the golf... We've got the stair lift immediately into golf cart chase. You've got the kitchens. There's always yoghurt, I think. Whenever I've watched any, any media that involves a care home there's always quite a lot of yogurt well, so you don't need to teeth, yogurt do in there somehow you don't need any teeth but you, fake teeth that's fake what you're hurling teeth, across yeah. each other mm. fake teeth is perfect it, uh, explosive golf balls um are we try- uh, is so is their final hit on each other is that is that what we're saying like someone comes in and says you've got one I, last I think, job i think they're after each other the, i think that that's it yeah they're after each other for the entire thing and they have to make it look like an accident or or can they just blow up the whole place what are we saying i think they can they can blow up the entire that's the end they blow up the entire facility Perfect. Great. How about this one from Mike? Mike, it's sort of a, a request from Mike. Mike, can we do a TV film crossover of Gladiator with Russell Crowe and his sword fighting Wolf with one of those big cotton buds? Now, I don't really know how that, I, uh, how you combine the 90s TV vehicle Gladiator with the Russell Crowe epic. So I think there is. So maybe like, I'm using Marvel here for an example, but maybe there's some sort of TVA style snafu where Russell Crowe's Maximus is taken in and then at the end they're like oh we you've done what you needed to do we can return you to your world what were you again what, what did you do and he was like well i was a famous gladiator and so they send him to the late 90s to the the tv set and he has to compete as a gladiator on primetime bbc television that's pretty good it's kind of like the first thor film yes All right. they cast him out yeah. i would i would 100 percent watch gladiators which i can't emphasize enough i do not but <laughs> if they were fighting with the pugil sticks while there were tigers chained Around the perimeter, it yeah. would add but a the thing sense is, of real danger. The, the BBC, despite my extensive letter writing campaign, <laughs> they won't do it, James. They're cowards. I think this needs to move to streaming, and then we can do what we want. We can do what we want on streaming. Yeah, Netflix is trying to move into live sport, right? They did that live uh, golf tournament that everyone enjoyed very much. They're kind of keen on live sport and the Squid Game they, game show, which is frankly not too far removed from what we're suggesting. Squid, so. uh, we are, we are. You're right. We're 18 months away from Netflix killing people, aren't we? <laughs> they, they, they are going to. They're going to go all in on a, an incredibly dangerous game show. Maybe that's it. Maybe they did. They also did the documentary series on American Gladiators. They are Netflix have been subtly setting us up for. A Black Mirror-esque game show for quite some time now, it seems. Your thoughts, John? I mean, I'm into it. Do you know who hosts uh, the Gladiators TV show on the BBC right now? Are you aware of the hosts? Yeah, it's Bradley Walsh and Mini Bradley Walsh. Um, so, 
look, I'm not here to sort of have a go at a specific human being. That doesn't seem entirely fair. However, the show seems to be hosted by Bradley Walsh and a man who is best known as Bradley Walsh's son. Is that that feels a little bit nep- nepotistic, right? Yeah, and ha- having watched the first episode, I would say the evidence is there that it's almost more than a little nepotistic. Maybe it's entirely nepotistic. Uh, you know, I would maybe I, I would say presenting Saturday Night TV maybe isn't a hereditary quality. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not part of the. Ge- it's not part of the genes. So Russell Crowe goes in, and it's the first round. They've got to do something where they're collecting balls, and there's gladiators in the middle. And Russell Crowe brings out the knife, sort of decapitates the contestant, and it's a like. On the day, it's a catastrophe, but they, for some reason, they air it anyway, and the ratings just go through the roof, and they realise the public have just got a taste for blood, and they, yeah, every week they have to go just more and more extreme. <laughs> Perfect. It's, it's kind of what the I always wish man. robot. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you have, you have. It's kind of what I always wish Robot Wars was, to be honest. People die in. You, you know, want people to die in Robot man on Man on Robot. <laughs> yeah. Does he have like a like a mech suit, or is he just a normal man versus a robot? I think it's a it's a normal man versus a life size to kill a lot is what I always kind of hoped we'd see. Would you like another movie idea from me? Uh, yes, please. This one is from Theo. Cluck. It's the movie Click, but instead of Adam Sandler, it's a chicken. Every film <laughs> is enhanced by have a chicken, having a chicken in the main role. I, I firmly <laughs> believe this. James's favourite film of all time is Chicken Run. Yeah, it is. Digital poultry, all of it. Just give it to me. <laughs> give, put it in my eyes. Is it is it not better if it's, instead of a TV remote control, Adam Sandler can control time every time he eats chicken? <laughs> I thought you were going to say he just has power over chickens. He has power. He can control chickens. That's also what with a remote control. He can pause chickens. Poltrichinesis? Very oh, no, good stuff. I, I could work with that. You, but this, no, you're onto something here. You were definitely on something here. He's psychic, but he can only talk to chickens. <laughs> Exclusively chickens. <laughs> And all of them obviously have massive beef, no pun intended, with him because chicken is what like like the most eaten thing, right? So mm-hmm, clearly mm-hmm. they have massive, massive issues with us as a species. One of them walks past a Tesco Express. They see the little you know chicken satay skewers that you have at lunchtime. Fine, strange, obviously, and uh, they're they're incensed and decide to wipe out the human race in an act of foul vengeance. Amazing. I think we see a, a, a sort of a smash cut montage of Adam Sandler growing up as it all kind of uh, clicks into place where he's uh, he's been on a school trip to a farm as a kid and he's kind of heard, help me, help me, but not really known where that's coming from. And all of his interactions with chickens throughout his life have li- reached to this point where he is now, what are you saying? He's sort of the peace envoy between chickens and the human race? <laughs> well, it depends. Is that right? Like, so if we're, if we're saying like, can he talk to chicken? Can he talk to only alive chickens? Or do the ghosts of dead chickens oh, plague wow, him to insanity? Every time he has like a McNugget or something, the thing's like, help me, help me. It, it get, he, he experiences the memories of that chicken. Yeah. He relives its life when he touches any chicken, right? We've moved the oh, wow. goalpost now. So when he bites <laughs> into like a McSpy Spicy, he lives that chicken. And let's be honest, in McSpicy, it's not going to be one chicken. It's going to be mashed up guts of many chickens. <laughs> oh, he lives all of those oh, chickens wow. simultaneously from start to and end. The thing is, he lo- people listening to this right now are saying, Adam Sandler just become a vegetarian. But Adam Sandler <laughs> loves chicken so much. Yeah, he can't give it up. He's willing to put himself... Yeah. He can't give up chicken. He's, he's a perfect. Nando shareholder. He cannot... <laughs> he's got one of the high five cards. So he gets free Nando's. So he absolutely... And nobody eats the vegetarian stuff at Nando's. So he absolutely has to has to eat chicken to survive. Perfect. In this film, Adam Sander plays himself. He's just been made ambassador of KFC. And at the same time, he realises this power to be able to experience the memories and lives of every single chicken on planet Earth. Yeah, and the reason he gets this power is because it turns out he's a descendant of the Colonel. And the Colonel <laughs> was the first one to have this power and it is passed down through that bloodline. 
The colonel famously killed himself when he uh, when he realised that he could um, he could hear every chicken's thought and was feeling. battered and served up at the restaurants. A little known fact that it's uh, it's when you add the twelfth spice or herb, it just does something to your brain DNA. That's why they stopped at eleven. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, John. Yes. And James, how about this one from from Joe? The good, the bad, and the ugly place. Is that a good place pun? Yeah, I think so. Is that right? It's the good place. Is it? Right? What's it's the, pretty... Uh, <laughs> where's the ugly place? That's a stretch. It is a stretch. No, the, the good, okay, so we've the had bad the good and the place. Ugly. We've had the bad place. What's the ugly place? Yeah. What's the bad place? Well, the bad place is actually what the good place is, because the good place, spoiler for the good spoiler. place, turned out to be the bad place. Uh, Whoa! No, so the ugly the good, place, though. The good, the bad, and the ugly, right? The ugly. It's cowboys, right? It is. Yeah. So it's it's like Valhalla for cowboys. It's cowboy purgatory. Yes. No, no. I'm on board for this. I'm on board for this. Where William Money kills everyone. Yeah. There, are there any good cowboys? One time or another. Do any cowboys go to heaven? <laughs> All good cowboys go to <laughs> heaven. Only good cowboys. <laughs> only cow- yeah, of course. But are there any good cowboys is the question, I guess. Well, they're anti-heroes, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 100%. But, but the anti-bit's doing quite a lot of work there, I think, when it comes to, you know, the pearly gates. I don't know if anti-heroes make the cut i think st peter is a massive fan of old westerns and would make exceptions for morally gray cowboys he ha- maybe they get sent back to earth for one last good deed to tip the balance in their favor it's like that saint of killers isn't it from uh, from preacher so like the cowboy who can kill gods so frankly yes. everyone is so scared of undead <laughs> cowboys that they don't mess with them and let them go where they want because uh, my I concern with cowboy purgatory was with the exception of the team-ups like your Magnificent Seven and stuff, they're, they're sort of solitary beings. So a purgatory full of cowboys, they're all going to hate it. They're all going to not be talking to each other. You and know, also, I mean... Pre-jewels. A, sp- a, a spittoon the size of which has never been seen before <laughs> as well. John, give me another idea. What about this one from Stu? The Cablemans. Steven Spielberg's seminal classic about how we always wanted to help people install Sky TV in our homes. Wow. 
That's incredible. I would like it. If Steven Spielberg, you know how uh, how uh, Chris McQuarrie and Tom Cruise basically just turn up at everyone's house to turn off motion smoothing on their TVs. <laughs> I would very much like it if Steven Spielberg came around to personally install my cable. That would be excellent. You know, as the host of the Pilot TV podcast, James, you know, I, I do think there is a, <laughs> a nostalgia for satellite TV in this streaming sort of landscape, which is great because the quality of the stuff is good, but the landscape is a bit of a mess. So I think there is something nostalgic about just one satellite TV dish nowadays. Just having one small selection of channels so you don't have to deal with the cavalcade of stuff that hits us on a weekly basis yes maybe that's what it is maybe 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 the cablemans steven spielberg a family loosely based on steven spielberg's life <laughs> uh turns up at your house specifically to help you go through the shows that are available and rec- it's basically the pilot tv podcast but in the flesh it's basically me it's me i come to your house and tell you what to watch that's what it is and you can uh, check that out every monday morning on your podcast feed <laughs> Sort of like the ultimate cam- the ultimate cameo, James. You should you should do cameos where people send you. Here's the things I'm into, and you produce a one minute video where you say, "Here is exactly the TV show that you will watch every episode of." Would you like my idea? Yes, from, please. From me, Mad Men Web. Only the greatest minds in advertising can turn around this box office bomb. <laughs> Sony's last throw of the dice. They get the Mad Men in to try to think of a campaign so good that it drives box office lump success for Madame Web. But- the only thing that could be argued about the Madame Web, about Madame Web as a movie, is the sort of promotional campaign has been weirdly successful in its sort of memeability, right? So did they? Did the? I don't know if that translates to being hugely financially successful. <laughs> Possibly, not. I think there is. Yeah, I don't know that sort of the entire internet acknowledging how bad it is is long term particularly good for the share prices yeah. of sony the film was in the amazon researching spiders right before it died <laughs> uh unfortunately it did die the horrible death I and they've cut that line from the film that's right isn't it? i don't think the line Which... was ever in the film i think they assembled it from various snippets to try incredible. and make the trailer incredible. less nonsensical <laughs> So good. I saw a tweet that said that the the worst thing about Madame Web is that we can't convince Sony to put it back in the cinemas like we did with Morbius. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I know. I look. I I don't know. I still think there's some something to be said for this. This people will be talking about this this press cycle for a long time. Maybe not the movie itself, but the sort of drama around it. It was a bit like, um, oh, what was the one? The Harry Styles film, Olivia Wilde directed. Yes. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't Worry Darling? Yeah. Don't Worry Darling, yeah. yeah. Where it was more about the drama around it than whether the film was actually good or not, which mm, yep. uh, yeah, wasn't great. I mean, unsurprisingly, Joel, as it is flavour of the week, um, I've also done a, a play. I think Madame Webb was on all of our minds. Uh, so my one is Madame Charlotte's Webb, heartwarming tale of a pig who wants to escape a farm and a spider that can see into the multiverse. Well, there's no, there's nothing more to be said, is there? <laughs> perfect, perfect film. It's basically Spider Pig from the... It's spy, yeah, Sim- it's, it's Spider Ham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spider Ham, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Well, James, thank you so much for joining us. If you had to to pick a winner from the selection of films that you've just heard, the best of the best, which one would it be? Oh, that's a very difficult one. I'm quite wedded to the geriatric care home Mr. and Mrs. Smith spinoff. I think that would have a certain amount of uh, je ne sais quoi on the big screen. But honestly, I'm going with the chickens. I yep. think I think we I think we hammered it with the you know with the with the colonel's bloodline and the, the talking <laughs> to dead chickens. I mean, this is this is box office gold, isn't it? Fried gold, in fact, which makes a certain amount of sense. Fried in crispy breadcrumbs. Oh, I'm never going to eat chicken again. 
James, thanks so much. That was so much fun. <laughs> um, we are in the uh, we're in the bit after the podcast now, where we uh, we discuss real things that exist, um, things that we've enjoyed recently. I don't know if there's been any pop culture you've enjoyed that you'd like to recommend, or pop culture you've not enjoyed you'd uh, like to tell people to steer clear of many many wonderful things so things that i have enjoyed an awful lot obviously june part two which is marvelous which i saw the other day and obviously loved it is the most anticipated film for me and uh, it did not disappoint so that was very very nice but also shogun which is coming up on disney plus which is uh, was another adaptation of the of the the novel but if you guys remember you're probably a bit too young but there was a an 80s adaptation of that with Richard Chamberlain and Toshiro Mifune and it uh, it was a, like it was proper event television in the 80s like the ho- like half of America watched it. it was a massive massive deal uh, it hasn't aged at all well but this <laughs> new version is very very good indeed so yes I've been enjoying that lots too amazing awesome. uh, my recommendation same as last week it's the my favorite thing on TV at the moment criminal record on Apple I think it's brilliant and yes, there are just like a couple good. left now but it's it's big event TV in my house, you know, it's a when is it dropping? That evening's plans are cancelled for that week's episode, which is a rare thing, and I'm really, really enjoying it. So yeah, everything I said last yeah. week still stands. Criminal Records, great. Can, can I ask you a question though about uh, of Criminal Record? So Criminal Record, though, what I love about that is it's it's just this sort of like cat and mouse type thing between these two police officers over this particular case, but it starts with that really surreal sort of like Uber sequence in the first episode. Do you remember that? Where yes. he's drawing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they never refer to it again. <laughs> and I was just like. Was this like the weirdest bait and switch ever? Like they set up to be this mysterious driver. And it's like, but he's just a policeman and we've never come back to that. Yeah, that's so true. Like, yeah, the fact he's a driver, some sort of chauffeur has, it's so, barely services the plot. But you're right. He was really sort, he was acting in an incredibly shady, mysterious way with a couple of passengers in the back of the car. And he, he hasn't really been that guy since. Or, yeah, so true. I hadn't really considered that. It must have been, I don't know, was that like an ambitious part of the pilot? Was that something that they filmed very early on? I've no idea. I mean, good point. Maybe it's going to be, yeah, the the last scene will be the big reveal. (laughs) Um, How about you, John? So I'm I'm a bit behind on this, but I started Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the Donald Uh, Glover one. Very good. Nice. Yeah. Enjoying that. Normal age, not geriatric, crucially. Um, I mean, this is a minor spoiler, but if you want to talk about a bait and switch, I sort of knew it was going to happen, but that first opening <laughs> sequence is really great, sort of bait and yeah. switch. And then another thing, this is, I think, James, you wrote the uh, Empire Review. At, le- at least you did it for Breath of the Wild, but I, I mess- messaged Joel about this the other day. Oh, it is the kingdom. Yeah, I got I got just yeah. before the bit, I got to the bit where your next mission is defeat Ganon, and I sort of stopped playing for about five months, and the other day I picked it up again and finished it, and it is just phenomenal. It's an amazing game, so... I mean, yes. I did. I did exactly the same thing, and I'm, I'm still yet to defeat Ganon, despite having put <laughs> probably a hundred hours into the game and thinking it's a masterpiece. I don't know why. A strange thing. I don't know why I've not done that, but maybe I should. Well, because things like Baldur's Gate three happen, and uh, that, which <laughs> very is true. A hundred percent. What broke up my play of of, of yeah. Zelda. <laughs> There's also that like so, yes. that grief. I think when you get to like the end of a book or a game or something that you know once it's finished, you can't 
continue playing or reading or something. So I think there's a bit of that in it there as well, maybe. Mm. Or just laziness. No, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. In fact, actually, like, so I'm reading the, the second part of a fantasy trilogy at the moment. It's called the, the, epi- the one I'm reading at the moment is called The Hunger of the Gods by John Gwynn. And it's kind of Norse fantasy. It's really, really good. But crucially, he hasn't written the third one yet. And I, <laughs> I, I really try not to start fantasy series before they're finished because frankly, we've all learned from George R. R. Martin, right? Like we're all still <laughs> carrying the scars of the fact that Game of Thrones is never getting finished. But, uh, I, uh, I, yeah. And so I, so I'm going to finish this very, very soon. And I don't know where to go from there. It's very upsetting. When what's the gap between book two and now? Uh, well, see, it- that's a good question. I'm not sure off the top. It's been a, it's been at least a couple of years. Okay. So it's not beyond the realm of possibility that another one could be quite soon. But I mm. don't know what. But then you know, again, not to throw George R. R. Martin under the bus, but you know, <laughs> frankly, Dance with Dragons was like ten years ago now. Yeah. So all better off. Oh boy! Well, best of luck, James. I hope by the next time we have you on, that trilogy has been completed, Let's hope. or uh, or you have the book on pre-order at least. But thanks again so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, you James. Welcome. Thank you, John. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.